One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Mr. Davis and I'm joined by lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis, you big dick. How uh, are you after mid tabling on Quizzlemania last night? I'm on a bit of a roll. I'm on a bit of a right? table roll. <laughs> yeah, I had my, I came second in Cinemania. I came like, I came third? In the last Quizzlemania, yeah, and like, so when did you go third last night? I came third last night as well. Hey, dude, and, the, and who was above baby. you? And who was above you? Sean Ross Sapp, and the eventual winner, Tempest. So, like, that's basically winning out of the rest. I would argue it's a normal person win. No, no, not a normal <laughs> person. It's a normal wrestling fan win. <laughs> Because I yeah. think I can beat most wrestling fans. I can't beat dedicated, stats-heavy, never-went-out-when-they-were-kids wrestling fans. No. Nerds. Like you. <laughs> hey, man. I'm, 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 I've realised, because I was, I was editing the podcast version of Quizzlemania this morning. Obviously, I wasn't on last night's show. Um, and I, I, I would have done okay in the championship scramble, which, by the way, was seamless was uh, <laughs> a a seamless round that didn't have any hiccups whatsoever and he he adam just thought hey i'm gonna do this twice more times twice yeah. more. <laughs> you're bound to get it right by the third one yeah Big um time. just before we get just before we dive into the main show do you want to just double check you're on the right microphone as well oh no oh nuts mate no uh i don't know what you're talking about luke I've always been on the microphone. <laughs> there he is. And now we're all set up for the main show. Here is the AW review. Pack is back. Back again. Pack is back. Pack is back. Pack is back. Pack is back. Pack is back, pack is back, pack is back. 
I created a monster. <laughs> Nobody wants to be Martian no more. I got shitty on top liver. Anyway, yeah. I'm Mr. Davis. I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. We're reviewing last night's episode of AEW Dynamite, where even though he had a promo last week and his return was announced, last week we were both like, huh, it was just a, a pre-filmed promo, a little pre-edited thing on his sofa in Newcastle. Someone on Reddit. I don't know if you saw this, shared an expose of that storyline. Because in that promo, Pac said how he's just been stuck at home all this time. He's gone a bit loopy. He's become even more dangerous. But this Reddit user saw him walking around Newcastle, going to the shops and walking his dog with a friend. Pac is a liar. And AEW lied to you. I did see this because I watched the WrestleTalk News. Uh, which I would say, I would say is probably the best place to get your daily wrestling news, apart from Sundays, your daily wrestling news updates. It's consistent. And we we both thought that that was a good promo. Uh, we kind of just thought Pac would be in the building, though. But we were never given given any reason to believe that. Uh, it is what it is. Nice to see Pac doing something. So at the end of this episode of Dynamite... After we got this fantastic match between Pentagon and Ray Phoenix with Eddie Kingston on commentary. We'll talk about that uh, when we do the full play-by-play part of the show. Pat comes out to confront Eddie Kingston. I just lost my mind. I didn't see it coming. It was there in plain sight and I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I, I think this would have been more impactful had we not had the promo last week because of, like that's the thing that put the seed in your minds of being like, oh, Pac might come back soon and feud with Eddie Kingston. However, because he wasn't on the show last week, I didn't think he was going to be on the show this week. And, oh man, it really caught me off guard. And it was this, that main event, dude. Every single thing about that main event from the in-ring action to the commentary by Kingston to the arguing with Shivani to the post-match angle, then Pac's return was just this little cherry on top of what has been... It was fantastic stuff. It it legit popped me. I was so excited to see the bastard back in action. Okay, you've twisted my arm. Let's talk about that match right now. So it was was Pentagon versus Ray Phoenix 2. Of course, they had a a semi... No, a opening round match, which was a quarterfinal match in the... Uh, number one contender tournament that was eventually won by Kenny Omega and Phoenix won that opening match between them but he was injured he couldn't compete against Omega to a to sort of in the next round so Pentagon took his place Omega won that and other another excellent match so this was sort of the rematch between them and Eddie Kingston was on commentary because you know this is his family and he put it over as family's fight and I was like ah. and then he said just look at Cody and Dustin. I was like, oh my God, yeah. you got me. You're totally right. <laughs> Families yeah. do just fight. And then he like said, they need to, you know, wins means more money on the table. We can be a faction and still have matches against each other. I was like, oh, you are just selling me on everything here. But on the flip side of that, you had Tony Schiavone who was playing the other side of this conversation where he was going like, I mean, yeah, all of that sounds true, Eddie. But the Lucha Brothers were one of the best tag teams in AEW and they were on a bit of a roll until you showed up 
And now they're fighting each other and they've had two matches against each other. And Kingston is just like shutting Shivani down, being like, you shut up, Shivani, you shut up, Shivani. And it's like, you're thinking, okay, that's just Shivani playing devil's advocate. You know, but maybe, you know, he is doing what he's doing. And then you've got these moments when he keeps talking about how these, you know, these are the best luchadors on the planet. And that one is my best friend. And you've got Phoenix, you got Penta ripping off the mask of Phoenix. But they're talking about like that would be a DQ. If this was in Mexico, that would be a disqualification. And you've got Kingston defending it, being like, hey, you've got to do what you can, you know, in order to, to win a match. That's what the family does. That's what you want to do in order to provide for your family. And then later in the match, Phoenix does it back to Pentagon. And Kingston says, that should be a DQ. That should be a, a DQ. He's taking this too far now. And the only time Kingston was against Penta is when Penta was like, you know, he did the uh, the, the package pile driver on the apron and then the Canadian destroyer to the floor. And Kings was like, ah, I think you might have gone a bit too far now, but yeah, probably, probably just time to end this one, mate. It was only it was only a little bit, though. Like, it was like, yeah. oh, my God, stop the match. This is too far. It's like, uh, maybe, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> taking a little bit too far. But I just I thought this was fantastic because. There are so many layers to this match and this whole segment because Eddie Kingston is coming off of the biggest loss of his career, the biggest match of his career, the biggest loss. And that is the full gear matchup main event, AW Championship against John Moxley. And it wasn't just a defeat, a pinfall. It wasn't just a tap out. He had to say the most humiliating words in wrestling. I quit. And that was the one thing Eddie could always hang his his claim on, his Mad King claim on, that he wouldn't say I quit. And he comes out here and the, the fans are chanting his name. And he shuts it down immediately. Ben, I know my own name. Don't chant it. And then he said that, that he, he said, you know, he admitted, I, I said I quit. I'm going to have to live with that. And it's that. I think the way he's going to live with it is sort of redirecting that that shame that he feels on himself into something else. And where do people tend to redirect pain and shame and anger of themselves? They aim it on their family. And that's exactly what we saw here by Kingston egging on one side, choosing a favorite. There's kind of, you know, there's, there's vibes of tribal chief here where he is at the head of the family and he's pitting people against each other to find out who the top dog is. And he very much pinned his, his ribbon or whatever the saying is on, on Pentagon. And I think that's what made the pack return so good because pack is coming to save the Lucha bros from this abusive parental figure. Or, and, and uh, no, I'm not going to say all because I think you're 100% on the button on there, which is what makes it so exciting. And I've seen a few people say that, are oh, we going to get uh, Pac and the Lucha Brothers versus Kingston and Butcher and Blaze? Whereas I think what we might get is Pac and Phoenix versus Kingston and Penta as like the the new tag teams of this division, which is, I mean, those are two, he- like those are two incredible tag teams to add to an already stacked tag team roster stacked tag team roster and i there was so much stuff in this match so much good stuff to talk about we haven't even talked about the fact that pentagon jr has invented the canadian destroyer ddt like <laughs> what was that move it's almost like Penta was like oh man i think everyone does the canadian destroyer now like it's <laughs> yeah everyone's sort of past it now what if what if it was a ddt instead <laughs> I was like yeah okay Penta. it was incredible Next week, Phoenix will do the same thing 
but running off of a ring rope, <laughs> the top ring rope. So that's that won't be the end of it. Uh, but yeah, I just I, I thought this was all really good. And but beneath that layer was also this story of Pentagon in the previous match showing restraint against his brother. And it yes. was that restraint that let Phoenix beat him, essentially. And here, Pentagon had to, re like in his own mind, I guess, re-establish himself as the older brother, get that respect back. Even though it's not like Phoenix was mocking him, this was all a pride element from Pentagon. And he, you know, he did take it too far. He was the one who ripped the mask first. He was the one that hit the package power driver on the apron. So that, that does position pentagon as more of a heelish figure i think i don't i don't really have any interest in seeing these guys as tag teams going forward the tag division's too stacked as you said but i think for a feud that will be a nice way to continue this on eventually for those big singles matches you know phoenix versus pentagon tress the rubber mm -hmm. match and pack versus kingston all of which I am so, so, so into. Pack's an incredible promo. You know, we were excited about Kingston Moxley promos, but mm. Pack Kingston promos has got money written all over it as well. Can't wait to see all of that. And I just think the matches are going to be really, really great as well. Like the, the Pentagon thing I find so interesting. And, you know, as you pointed out in your review and, and just then now, which is the, it's the reasserting himself as the older brother. And I can almost make this headcanon of like, it's Kingston in his ear telling mm. him this, being like, you do know you're the older brother, right? You're my best friend. You're the best luchador on the planet. And it is just like that reaffirmation of like, you're my best friend. You're, you should be the best one of this team. And you've got to think, and this is, this is really a testament to AEW's character creation, that they can make people so complex that you can read this much into it. But when you see Kingston suddenly from out of nowhere really like he hasn't been saying you're my best friend imposing himself as this mentor brother figure to pentagon that's that's sort of come out of nowhere but you can trace that back to this fractured relationship with john moxley a lifelong friend decade plus who he almost treated as a brother someone who was meant to look out for him john moxley promised eddie's mum that he would look out for Eddie Kingston on the AEW roster. What is a more brotherly relationship than that? And that person made him say, I quit. So now Kingston is redirecting that, like, well, it, that was bad. I'm going to do, you know, it's just this cycle of abuse. I, I pass that on to you. It's just, just marvelous. <laughs> There's so much great stuff here. And yeah, and, and we didn't even get to really like, Pac is back, everyone. Mm. Like Pac is back in AEW. Haven't seen him since the start of the COVID era. So it's been a long, long time since we've had the bastard on TV. Cannot wait to see what he's going to do next. I'm really, he's on TV next week, uh, taking on Blade. Perfect person for him to, you know, face first time off, you know, against the family, working through the family until you get to that final boss of Kingston. There's a lot of twists and turns that can still come yet. And I'm excited for all of this. And Pac's big return here is on the one year anniversary, Ollie Davis, of CM Punk's return to wrestling. Who did it better? Well, who did do <laughs> Punk change the culture? He did. Yeah. I was... <laughs> and Tony Khan did tweet out. He's, there's yeah. going to be a big power change in, in wrestling on that show. And yeah, I think both okay. men definitely stuck to those promises.
I was going to say we could talk about that uh, that sweet promise uh, in a little bit. But it's funny I was talking to uh, to Kevin Mahan of the uh, the Attitude Era podcast about Punk's return, where he said it was the most it's the top three most underwhelming wrestling returns of all time. Mm-hmm. And I said, I think you could probably make the argument it is the most underwhelming. He said, ah, yeah, but if you make it the most underwhelming, that gives it some form of creditation. <laughs> and it's, it was so underwhelming, it shouldn't even be in the conversation of the most underwhelming moments. Mm. Uh, just one more thing on Kingston, which I only really thought about later when I was writing my review of the show, is you see this all the time with people who organically get over they get the match, the big title match, as sort of, eh, there you go, fans, someone got over that you like, here's the big title match. They lost, now they're going to go back to where we want them to be, in the mid card or the tag division or even the undercard. And, you know, like, oh, we've the, this company's got to get past the fact that someone organically got fans. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen here is Kingston organically get over go for the John Moxley title at full gear, main event of the pay-per-view, out of, really like out of nowhere on an off chance after an accident. And that wasn't it for him. That, that they have immediately transitioned from that into a main event storyline. It was the main event segment of the show here. It was Pac's return back. It's not just Kingston versus Pac. There's this huge layered rift going through the family underneath him. I'm just I'm just so happy that someone has something to do post the big crescendo loss. And you pointed this out in your review, but Penta Phoenix One was a it was a needle mover. Like it was a big ratings draw for AEW. And so TK being he's a stats man, skew it up dab bada bub, has seen that and be like, huh, ratings, huh? Put more of that on television, shall we? Let's move this legit needle mover into a main event position because that's how you elevate things. Which is great for Lucha, not so good for women. Uh, let's do mm. our, let's do our su- su- super chat. Oh. Sorry, just before we do start the super chats, um, on that TK uh, thing, which I think we might get into, get, Fight Game Ross has quite pointed out here that the big change was Shaq. Like, we're being facetious when we say mm. that it was Pac. I think a lot of people, though, did think that Pac's return is what TK was talking about. But I'm pretty sure what he was talking about was the fact that Shaq is going to have a match in AEW. Well, I believe Tony Khan's tweet last night before Dynamite was the, pa- the, the balance of power of wrestling or whatever is going to shift like, like, not just tonight, but, you know, in the next month or so, because he already said on the post-media call at Full Gear, we've got some big things planned for the rest of this year. And on this show, there's the tease of Shaq, the return of Pack, That right. And then the, the, the AEW championship match between Moxley and Omega on TV for December. And I've got to think... That's potentially a title change. Kenny Omega oh, yeah. is the champion within a month's time, potentially. Yeah, I think that's a power shifting tease worthy. Uh, everyone joking that, oh, it's Dixie Carter teasing something for impact. I'm like, Jesus, God, just because they didn't do something immediate when he never promised that it was immediate, I think is, uh, you know, very uh, entitled. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, right. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzle Mania, brought to you by Parts Fun Known, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Fun Known's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Amorons. Well, we, we'll do some super chats now as a sort of public service announcement we said it on quizzlemania last night youtube takes 30 percent of all your lovely money that you send us your very generous donations to help this channel 30 percent of it goes to youtube so we're you know there is a way around this which is stream labs so we've got uh wrestletalk.com forward slash support if you go there you can just do your super chat submission our moderators will pick it up fine and we'll still do everything seamlessly we'll even get a little graphic that pops up eventually but 
from next week, we're going to experiment with turning off Super Chats. You can still Super Chat in. It's just going to have to be through that Stream Labs link. Uh, but yes, that's just a PSA. Yeah. Basically, we're, we're just a bit sick and tired of YouTube coming round to our houses, knocking on the door, taking 30% of the money we make, and then saying that our mums smell. Like, it's, it's, it's about time that it stopped, really. It's food off our table. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not having it anymore. My mum's lovely. Stop telling me that she's rubbish. Makes great chutney. So let's she get knows. into your old-fashioned old super chats. For now, Nate <laughs> S. Uh, see a lot of complaints about the return not living up to the hype. Everyone is too negative. At least it wasn't Ryback, LOL. Can you imagine if it was Ryback? Oh, it would have been funny if it were Ryback. If it were Ryback or Cornette, like that would have been, been trolling at the highest level. I like that as a t-shirt slogan. At least it wasn't Ryback. And there's a picture of him like this. <laughs> and then spearing uh, a large lady into a swimming pool. Anthony Va Velasquez. Velasquez. Uh, genuinely excited to see Pac back. Miss seeing him on Dynamite. So there's uh, someone who's happy. Matthew Makovsky. Kingston Butcher and Blade versus Pac and Lucha Bros. We've already covered our thoughts on that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we think it will more, more likely be a tag, just a straight up tag of Phoenix, Pac versus Pentagon Kingston. Uh, Christopher Jazzcat, JFC, how dare Pack walk his dog? It's a work, people. I don't know. It's uh, Jesus effing Christ. Ah. How dare I? Because you, people were saying, like, I think people were having a bit of fun with the fact that, and it was, and it was a bit of fun. Also, Sat's fault. It was Rypack. <laughs> hey. <laughs> At least it wasn't Rypack. Uh, Reese Johnson, another cracking episode of AEW. How can anyone dislike this product is beyond me. Do you think we'll get a triple threat for the title, Omega, Page and Pack? Oh, I mean, we haven't. Triple threats aren't really something that has happened. A, I don't think it's ever happened in AEW, has it? Like a proper hmm. triple threat? I don't yeah. think it has. Oh, how refreshing for a triple threat to feel important, exotic. <laughs> No, uh, you want to do a whole pay-per-view where every match is a triple threat. <laughs> Inside a steel cage. Every <laughs> It's the bunkhouse pay-per-view. <laughs> Charlie Davis. Eddie made me hate him last night. He was cruel to everyone on commentary and especially to Phoenix. I'm so glad Pac is going to destroy him. Oh, yeah. That, that, I mean, that's a sign of a great heel. You want to see him get beaten up. Christopher Jazzcat, should they be forcing the heel thing so hard with Kingston? Fans want to cheer him, not suggesting a face turn, maybe more tween a cool heel. Well, there is that argument, that, you know, it's the, the Triple H argument of like, there are no heels and faces anymore. You just, you, chew, you cheer the people you want to cheer and boo the people you want to boo. If you want to cheer Kingston, then you're more than welcome to. But the character of Kingston is this mad king. You don't want Kingston to be baby facing it up and like him going, clap, you know, doing the clap of like, this is awesome, whatever it is you marks like to do. Now we've got to actually <laughs> get down to some actual business. Uh, Miguel Dominguez, Penta's Canadian DDT destroyer. Ollie got all wet. It was nuts. Absolutely insane. The jam one, Ryan B. Jam. I'm conflicted. I want to pen the singles run, but not a Lucha Bros breakup. Also, Dustin knows everything is better with more cowbell. <laughs> Low three I out of five. My... <laughs> Low three out of five, in my cowbell. opinion. Love it. Low three out of five. Huh. Oh, actually, yeah, that's a heck of a... I, I think that's a bit of a damning... I thought it was a really great episode. With the bunkhouse match. Great. <laughs> And finally for now, Matthew McFadden. Remember when Eddie's boys were formed? He said, let's huddle. We're a family. We stick together and winked into the camera. Now we know. Why? 
long term i mean I, I don't know but i mean as fans we, we just can't handle long-term storytelling anymore we're too thick for it basically oh but i've got a a little long-term story i'd like to dish out to you right now luke Warren, you, luke cohen that's what your girlfriend told me as well how what, what does that even mean i <laughs> you've got you've in, got a long penis that's what I was in thinking. 10 unlike cody it's got <laughs> a small penis humiliatingly small penis that he books someone to say <laughs> <laughs> and they they spanked his wife on the butt. We'll get to that. But for mm. now, I'm going to talk about Survivor Jams, the live reactions of Survivor Series for Wrestle Talk. That's right. It's a three on three elimination team all authority, which really should just be called the all authority. No need to put a team there, graphic man Andy Datsun. It's Mr. Davis, me, and Chopper Pequenel, and Vacant versus Team Lukewarm with two vacants and the lukewarm, but he doesn't actually have any friends. So get used to that image because it's going to be like he's tagging with Casper, his friendly ghosts. Those are the only friends he has. But right now, I can unveil my what? last vacant. <gasps> Welcome to the All Authority. Nougat. Louis Dangor. Who? Oh, oh it's Louis. Nugget. It's Nugget. It's Nugget. Listen, people are probably wondering why I've joined the Ollie Authority, but it wasn't even, I guess, a hard decision. When Ollie messaged me, Mr. Davis, when Mr. Davis messaged me, it wasn't hard. Who was the first person to message me after Quizzlemania? When I beat you, Luke, it was Mr. Davis. Who was the first person after you decided to make me as some sort of meme with the whole get rowdy thing? Who was the first person to message me and say, are you all right with this? It was Mr. Davis. You've just found yourself making a mockery of me. And I've honestly had enough. This will end. Stop. That. No, thank you. You respect got, Louis Dangor when he's talking to you. Stop that. It got, got him over. It did. Thank you. But You're welcome, Mr. Davis, and he's a smart man. Some of you will be thinking, listen, I'm not a sort of a, a podcaster. I'm I'm not a regular figure on the main WrestleTalk channel. So why has he asked me to be part of the Oli Authority? Well, I've got previous at knowing how to beat you for a title, Luke. Think back to Quizzlemania. I've dethroned you once. And I'm going to help Mr. Davis do it again at Survivor Jams next weekend. Exactly. It's happening. I'm part of the team. That's it. There's nothing more anyone can do. We're complete. Myself, <laughs> Pete, Mr. Davis. There's, there's no team you could comprehensively figure out there's no team you could comprehensively create that could get anywhere near us and we're gonna get rowdy all over you next weekend your jambroni yes it's getting over jambroni can we get that graphic back up again look at that chin that is a chin that can take all of the punches louis dangor you've got a little butt chin right there that's a carrie grant chin i do have a butt chin i do i've never seen that before I think it was the it was the angle. Do you think it's the lighting? 
It's the angle and the yeah, light. I think it's like, yeah, you don't, it's, you don't notice it like usually. I wouldn't say that you've yeah. got a butt chin, mate. No. No. Well, that's not a slight. My my mum loves a butt chin. I mean, I don't see it here. Stop that. Don't see it in, don't see it in that picture stop. at all. You respect new game. Nuggets. No, no more of this nugget. Nugget, nugget is dead. There nugget is no nugget. You over. There Wait, is no you, nugget. Why are you going against the things that get you over? Why are you trying to like deny the things that get you over? Because listen, what got me over here was Mr. Davis saying, you know what, let's start wrestling daily and asking me to be part of this. None of this nugget rubbish, none of this get rowdy rubbish. It was Mr. Davis allowing me to show what I can do. So nugget is dead. I am here now. And I will be referred to as either Nugay or Louis Dangle going forward. Are we? Are we? Are we just purposefully mispronouncing Nugar? Like, are we? Are we purposefully mispronouncing? No, it, it no. is Nugay. Nugay. <laughs> it's exotic. It's it's your it, it only is. Yeah, yeah. Your delight, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank there you, you Nugay. Balance <laughs> of wrestle talk. Has shifted. Yeah, you're damn right. Oh yeah, I bet you're shaking in your little booties, aren't you? I don't know because. <laughs> of <course> I've, got... <laughs> I've got people. My phone's off the hook at the moment because I'm actually taking people's calls. The amount of people that want to be part of Team Lukewarm. Oh, what's them. what's this? It's a live feed of Laurie Blake watching on. Huh. That is 100% a live feed as well, it's I would imagine. It's a live moving image feed. I don't know if you've seen Laurie in the flesh, but he does just stand really, really still sometimes when he watches TV. He's actually, he, he managed to stand so still, he's almost invisible to the human eye. Well, he said he's he said he's out though. He's not taking part. Mm. We'll have to see what happens in this ongoing thing. But right now, get your Team All Authority T-shirt. It's such good jam. Yes, and don't get the lukewarm one. Although you can, because All Authority shirts are out selling stupid yes please ones. <sighs> Two to are. one. Two to one, Luke. That's going to be one point to us. Is it? Is that how it works? I just made that up. And you can't just make up idea. rules, man. We need to get fakey to make you the rules again. Right. Let's get on with the rest of the AEW review. Enough of this. This nonsense. No gay. Uh, right. So AEW kicked off with new Great question. Intro. Great question, Jobber JJ. What is your role in the Ollie Authority? Jobber JJ, he hates you, mate. That's what, that's what your role is. He hates you, mate. Cheerleader. That's what you are. You're a, you're a, a pep talker, hype man. That's that's your role. Uh, so the AEW opened with a brand new dynamite opening intro credit sequence with fancy new promo shots. Same, cool, right? Yeah, same uh, entrance music, which is good. And the show kicked off with a typically awesome uh, Team Taz promo because Brian Cage had a really good opener with Matt Seidel. Uh, they went back and forth for about 10 minutes. Impressive Cage strength spots. 
uh, impressive Seidel flippy spots. He did a double knees off the top rope onto the stage at one point. But Cage incredibly caught Seidel midair in a suplex and then hit the drill claw to win. It was nuts. Absolutely. It was insane. Like he caught him and it, there wasn't even a stumble. Like I know that Matt Seidel isn't like, you know, he's not a, a Brutus beefcake or anything. He's not a big lad. But even so, Brian Cage caught him in the middle of a flip and was just like, drill claw lad. And it was, <laughs> and there was nothing to it. It was absolutely no effort to Brian Cage to do this. It was a wicked finish. Yeah, after that, Team Taz then threatened the TNT revolution will be televised. Of course, Darby is watching up in the stands, socially distancing. I like it. And mm-hmm. uh, then the, this, this threat was delivered on immediately in the next segment, which I don't know if it was good or not. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, was. Uh, it happened. Yeah. Okay. So here's what happened if you didn't see the show. Cody comes out for this promo, congratulating Darby Allen, who was seemingly left his position at this point, uh, and said that he won't be seeking a rematch. Instead, he wants to face MJF and get his revenge on MJF, you know, which is he's certainly more than welcome to try. But this woman gets into the ring, this woman called Jade Cargill, who is a very, very impressive looking lad. She's got, you know, she's physically very, very impressive, but she's not the world's greatest promo. So her promo was. It was interesting because she was making she was had some good lines in there, but it wasn't like the, the best delivered promo in the world. And I was like, why isn't this that? Why am I not really getting into this promo? And then Brandy Rhodes comes out and shows, and I was like, oh, right, that's because that's what a good promo sounds like. Because Brandy Rhodes is a really, really good promo. And because Cody's a really good promo as well, it sort of stuck out like a sore thumb. But the gist of all of this is A, Cody's got a tiny dick, and B. Shaq is coming into AEW, which is a rumor we've actually had for quite a while now when Shaq signed this TNT deal. And Shaq was like, hey, I'd love to have a match with Cody. And a lot of people were like, yeah, but that's not going to happen. Though, is it? <laughs> what a silly thing. You wrestling clickbaiters with your headlines about Shaq having a match, you clickbait bot, you clickbait bastards. No, it looks like Shaq's going to have a match in AEW against Cody Rhodes, which is bonkers, really. I wanted the next segment to cut to Big Show at home. And just, he just looks down and goes, God damn it. God damn it. Because he wants that WrestleMania match against Shaq. He has done forever. But he main evented WrestleMania this year. So it's all good. So this way, yeah, <clears throat> it was weird. Jade uh, Cargill gets in the ring. And at first I was like, what? Uh, huh? Someone jumped the ropes. We've seen her actually in the crowd for like, for like a month now. And she referenced that in her promo being like, I've been watching from ringside, yada, yada, yada. And she she said that Cody is a giant killer and then she talks about giants and then says, oh, but one thing that isn't giants about you is your penis. And that was where the big joke came in. And yeah, it was, so I guess the role she is playing is she is sort of the hype girl, the the manager, the sort of heralder of doom, silver surfer. (laughs) She is the silver (laughs) surfer. (laughs) To Shaq Galactus. Shaq Lactus. Shaq Lactus. Shaq Lactus. Nothing's going to be better than Shaq Lactus, I'm afraid. Shaq Lactus. He's going to come in as a... We're all going to be excited about him. How is he going to be visually portrayed? But it'll just be smoke coming in from the entrance. Big big fart cloud, which is big. I'm like, I'm Shaq now. Uh, Only Tim's story, 2006, and let's get that joke. Uh, So... 
Yeah, it would, I, I totally agree with you. Like Jade had good good stuff, but unfortunately, she's just nowhere near the level of promo everyone else is. And that's it. Uh, like AEW was the land of great promos. Yeah. Really, it is. Like everyone's cutting great promos. So from a charisma level, it didn't quite work. And just like, it just made it all feel a bit clunky. Like it was a mm. bit confusing. And and at the end, when she said, because she, she goes, you know, there's one giant you haven't killed, Shaq. I was like, what? You know, I wasn't like, yeah. oh my God, it's Shaq. I was like, what? what? It's like she almost needed to cut to a, a promo on the screen but then like brandy comes out she starts yelling don't you ever go up my don't speak to my husband like that again and she turns around and then jade just pats brandy on the butt and freaking jerry lynn runs out to split them up like what what's going on here shack i'm still tra- i'm stuck on shack and then uh, like, i popped with jerry lynn i'll be honest with you. i was like oh jerry lynn's here <laughs> i want him to have the match and then darby <laughs> runs it team taz attack cody darby runs in for the save team taz afford off and then like will hobbs just runs out loves a chair at Team Taz and rips off his shirt, and I'm like, okay, that there's, I, I like all of these people. I I think you know I I don't mind the idea of Cody going against Shaq. I think that's a really I think celebrity wrestling matchups are a big part of professional wrestling in the United States. It's a nice tradition. All in the prologue show to AEW had a fantastic one, Christopher Daniels versus Stephen Amell. So I'm totally fine with that. I just thought the way they went about it was the more overbooked. W, bad WCW side of Cody's tastes than the, the sort of logical strength I'm used to. Yes. What was interesting here about the Will Hobbs <clears> thing <throat> is I, I'm pretty... Will Hobbs attacked late by design, right? Because he's still that tease of Team Taz. Like, so you don't want to have him outright attack mm-hmm. Team Taz because you want to continue that is he going to join them or not? So I think him attacking them would sort of definitively answer that. Because if he then joins, you ask, well, why did you attack them two weeks ago then? So I thought that it sort of worked, but also sort of didn't. Because it works if you put that head cannon around it. But without that head cannon around it, it just, Team Taz had already gone. And then Will <laughs> Hobbs came out. I was like, I'm here, lads. I'm here to protect <laughs> you guys from, oh, it's good job I'm here. You were about to get your asses kicked. It's like, we've already run them, we've already ran them out of town. Shake harder, mm-hmm. boy. It was very, very weird. Like the whole segment was good, but clunky good? Mm. I don't know. Like I, I, I'm unsure on it. It was fine. Yeah. It did a thing. I wouldn't show it to a friend. No. All you know that how, didn't, yeah. Mm. yeah. You know how yeah, usually yeah. pretty much every episode of AEW were like, man, we can show this to anyone and it will make a fan of them like that. Eh, maybe not this one. You'd, you'd but I was fine with it. <laughs> You'd show them that main event. But yeah, but probably. And even if they're a big Shaq fan as well. And hey, I'm a Shaq fan. I, I rate Steel. I think it's a, it's a pretty decent, it's one of the better DC uh, late, late 90s movies. Uh, I also wouldn't show them the next uh, segment because there were sound issues. Uh, quite basic stuff. Alex Marvez. Uh, I'm sure John Moxley cut a good promo talking about <laughs> no Eddie Kingston and Kenny Omega and his sights next. They're going to have the match, the title match, on the 2nd of December episode, which we've already kind of covered. That's huge. I, t- I genuinely think the title's going to change hands. How exciting will that be? Um, I would put money on it. I'm not a betting man, but I would put money that Kenny Omega is going to take the title away. Also, I mean, I know we didn't get to hear Mox's promo. I'm sure it was great, but we didn't really get to hear it. Kenny's promo later on more than made up for it. Because mm. holy heckins, it was good. And I am I'm fully confident that Kenny Omega is going to walk away with the title on December 2nd. What a lovely little Christmas present that will be. 
Uh, after that, we got the Bunkhouse match, which is the culmination of this months-long dark feud. Well, stretching back really like six months, I guess, of Ali being with the Nightmare, the, night, the, the natural nightmares and the family for a bit, and then she defected back to Butcher and Blade. So this was the payoff to that. And yeah, it was just a really fun hardcore match with Hay. Oh, which, you know, that'll play buggers with your allergies, oh, mate. That, I, I said in the review, give me the rubbing alcohol every time. <laughs> the sort of tickly nose thing, the, the sneeze that's always on the edge of coming. Nah, -uh. no. Mm -hmm. Slice and my I head open <laughs> before I, I go I through that. I won't make an edge of coming joke either. Um, it was there. It was there for the taking. But um, this was a very, very fun hardcore match. I thought it was really, really great. And actually, you know, I've seen a few people poo-poo this because it like some people are making the argument of like, <clears throat> like two, it's two nobody teams. Like, why are they being given this much exposure? It's like, well, the argument there surely is that the point of this was to get both teams over. Mm. And both teams felt like bigger deals coming out of this match than, than when they went in. So I'd see it as a big win. I thought, you know, QT doing the big elbow drop off the ladder uh, and, and Blake and Blade kicking out of that. I thought like Bunny taking the bump through the table was really good. But Dustin, in the opening minutes of this match, gave the final reckoning to Butcher through like a couple of chairs. The brutal as all heck. I thought this was a wicked match. I really, really enjoyed it. My note for this was at the end, that was so much better than it needed to be. Hmm. Yeah, you'll, you'll find no one sort of more arguing for, for a bit more like distinction or whatever between dark and dynamite like it's a relationship that's not particularly well handled tony khan even admitted himself last week that he treats it as though everyone watches every single thing they do when he's starting to realize ah that's not the way to present his product uh, but i thought this was a really good example of of having these these feuds occasionally represented on dynamite but mainly taking place on dark and then you know, I I got the story, I got the emotion here, and it was that sort of poetic finish where Blade knocked Ali off the apron through a table because she was sort of the real Jezebel, as Jr. called her. Oh, he, he was that. waiting for it, wasn't he? <laughs> a Jezebel, what's that Jezebel one? Uh, and yeah, that led to the the loss of Blade taking the pin. I guess the only thing I'd change would be making the guy who's facing Pack next week look stronger. Uh, mm -hmm not take the pin but Wait, yeah i can't you can't pin butcher he's the big one we'll then have pack face butcher next week i guess <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's but nitpicky. you can't i really enjoy you can't it. beat butcher first you've got to be blade first because yeah. he's the smaller one uh after that we had matt hardy telling sammy guevara that he gave him a gift by essentially kayfabe murdering him <laughs> at full gear and i was like okay well you know it was what it was i hope that they actually do something with it now they've done it and they didn't later in the mm. night we'll come on to it uh, because after that we got a excellent an excellent segment mjf and wardlow officially inducted into the inner circle by chris jericho this was very as wonderful as you would imagine it would be. <laughs> uh, they they come out the inner circle, come out. There's no Sammy Guevara with them, but Jericho's confused. Like, well, I, I spoke to Sammy earlier. Like, you know, where, oh, we'll we'll figure that out when we get to it. And they bring out MGF. He cuts this amazing. Uh, you know, he made it on his own with just a small loan from his dad. A small loan of it. Like, no one. Like everyone else struggles, and as I did too. It was a really, really, and he's written a promo. I love this. He said, I've written a promo that my homies, proud and powerful, are going to like. <laughs> and they they explained the joke here 
and because I didn't get the joke, you know, but they explained the jokes to the point where it made it work because the joke is they're Drake lyrics that Jericho <laughs> didn't know and um, Hager didn't know, but Proud and Powerful did know. And they were like, no, no, guys, this is, these are Drake lyrics. And MJF's like, I've, I've never heard of Drake. I've, I've never heard of this, man. These are lyrics that I've written on my own. Well, that, then he followed it up. I don't know if this one went over your head as well, Ben, because he said, no, I just wrote that that promo on my own. I started from the bottom, now I'm here, which is another famous Drake lyric. Oh, is it really? Uh, they, used to, they used to open every progress show with it. Uh, ah, I, I suppose it, I mean, you would know because you were there before it was cool, right? There before it was cool, left as you know, soon as it got hot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm waiting for my royalty check. My <laughs> yeah, if uh, you want to go find out facts, if you want to go like facts hunters, if you want to see Ollie Davis, early Ollie Davis, he's on the WWE Network at a progress show. I think it's in the Alistair Black collection. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the amount of the loan as well, by the way, was $1 million, which made it. <laughs> All the better. But yet then uh, MJF said, because Ortiz was distrusting him here after using the Drake lyrics, he said, I've got a surprise birthday celebration for Chris Jericho, who turned 50 at the weekend. I'm taking you all to Las Vegas. I cannot wait for that segment. And and you know what? I've got more faith that this is going to happen than the bachelor party for Mm. uh, Kip Sabian at this point. I'm pretty sure we're actually going to get to see these Las Vegas shenanigans. But I don't think we're ever going to get to see this bachelor party. Yeah, because it's it's a Jericho thing. Yeah, I think that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these are actually going to happen. What happened to Billy Mitchell? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Alex Marvez after that asked the Young Bucks what gingerly asked the Young Bucks because they super kicked him last time. Uh, what they're going to do now? They're AW Tag Team Champions. Matt Jackson said next week we're going to fight Top Flight, who are the new signees signed last week. Now, uh, my my only minor criticism here is that I would have shown clips of the match that they had Mm. on Dark because they had a match on Dark this week that apparently like everyone was been raving about being like, this is why AEW signed this team because they are incredible. Someone someone said it's like Amazing Red and Low Key were a tag team. And I know, right? Like, so show clips of that to put over this match that Mm. you're going to get to see the Young Bucks versus this team next week it's your footage like just show us it <laughs> uh after that we got sean spears versus scorpio sky another one of those dark feuds that has had its moments on dynamite that sort of got well i thought it was going to be a blow-off match uh because you know like post pay-per-view shows are typically resets of feuds and characters but really it was kind of a continuation they had a they had a decent match um but tully slipped the loaded glove to sean spears who used it to win Mm. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, solid wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. I really like Scorpio Sky. I really like Sean Spears. Uh, he's a he's a, a good hand is Sean Spears to have in the company. You might say Scorpio Sky is incredible. Um, decent match. Yeah, good stuff. Third best win loss record in the company. Scorpio yes, Sky, it, but it is against like it's against nobodies, isn't it? But you know Rankings. what? To, but I, I was going to say two AEW's credits, and I, I I like the way that they do sort of position this a lot, which is that. You know, going into the match with Cage and Matt Seidel, they were like, both these guys are coming in like six, like six wins, like six win runs. So now you get to see these two people who've got like six wins behind their backs going head to head. That's actually, that's really nice. That's really cool. And that's why you have them facing these sort of like, you know, low level people. So when Scorpio Sky's on TV, they're like, what, look at his incredible win loss record that he's got in 2020. Makes them feel like a big deal. I, I, I like that. Sorry, I just saw as you were talking, a hundred dollar super chat came in and I looked oh. up 
And it was the second $100 super chat that had come in. So wow. we'll, we'll, we'll answer everything at the end, of course, but I'd just like to say a huge, huge thank you to Anthony thank Pride so and Gabriel Caruso, who uh, I recognize, recognize those names from the chats usually. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I, hope, I hope that wasn't a typo. I love you guys more than JR loves picture in picture. And oh my, is that a lot? He loves those little picture in picture breaks. He puts yeah. those over more than the, the, the ultimate deletion match. <laughs> At one point he was like, these are history making picture in pictures. <laughs> He's, he started going, he said this last week as well. He was like, uh, industry leading picture in picture ad breaks. And this week he said something similar and Excalibur went, a lot of other places do. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if JR just hates them and he's being over the top with it. I I don't know. That uh, we got the Kenny Omega bit next, uh, the answer to Mox's one earlier, where he no-showed a Dasher interview. <clears throat> she had the whole setup backstage ready to go, but Marvez found him walking in the parking lot and Kenny told him, look, I'm ready to reassume my role as the cleaner. I'm going to win the AEW championship in a sanctioned match. And he brilliantly pointed out that Moxley and Omega have never had a sanctioned proper match in AEW. Their full gear one where Omega lost was a, uh, unsanctioned. It, it was unsanctioned. And I just thought, yeah. oh my God, it never counted towards the win-loss record. Brilliant storytelling. That that is a year's worth of like that was a, a little a little seed that was planted last year that is now paying off one year later. That yeah, they are O and O. Really? Because mm. he like talked about it, like I've checked the history books, I've checked the records. There's no registered match against us. So there was really like I also really loved his that you know I've heard the chatter of people asking where's the cleaner where's the best bout machine where's the Kenny Omega that we saw in New Japan he never left I'm just reassuming that role I thought it was really nice bit of like character work there I thought it was a, a great Kenny promo and yep as I said earlier fully expecting him to win the title on December second yeah. Uh, after that, we got our lipster lipstick service segment. Uh, the same slot as always. You'd think, hey, AEW had a pay-per-view at the weekend. The women's match was really good. You know, put the Vicky Guerrero stuff aside. They even had a post-match story angle where Vicky Guerrero slapped Nyla Rose. And Tony Khan admitted that the, the treatment of the women's division has not been great. And it's something he wants to do better with. So here we got Ty Conti versus Red Velvet in a match which doesn't relate to anything in the title picture, doesn't set up a number one contender, doesn't do anything. This is a broken freaking record at this point. I cannot believe it. Every time we give them a little bit of a chance to do something to improve, every time we are let down and they know it's a problem. They said as much. Yeah, I actually found an old episode of this podcast when I was gathering some stats together um, in sort of January, I think, where we were like, the AEW women's division is fixed. Like, because they had a really good segment. We were like, ah, oh, look, they're finally writing this ship. Here we are nearly a year later, and yet it's the same thing. Uh, good match, though. Uh, I enjoyed this stuff between uh, Ty Conti and Red Velvet, but it was it was good stuff. You know, the commentators were putting over these are women in their formative years. Red Velvet only had wrestling introduced to her four years ago. So, you know, she's very, very early uh, in, in her story. So there is, you know, there, there's there's laying some groundwork. <laughs> but at the same time, they also showed like the recaps of the Sheeda Rose match and the um, Serena Deeb, Alison K match. 
at the same time because they were like, and here is the women's stuff. Like it, it is just so, it's so like transparent that all of the women's stuff is lumped together. Promo packages, segments, interviews, it's all given. And it's always the same spot. It's as if Tony knows, TK to his friends, that it's the lowest viewed part of AEW. So that's where he puts it. Again, it's just, it's bollocks basically. But yeah, you know, it's a broken record. We've been saying it for a year now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the little bit of story element, because there was a little bit in there, but it wasn't really to build the women's division, was Anna J slid Conti the chair to use in the finish, uh, but Tainara or Tai uh, decided not to cheat and won all by herself. So there was some Dark Order stuff. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson were watching on from the uh, the entrance tunnel as well. Poor guys. I'd like to see them wrestle a bit more as well. Um, and then the final segment we'll talk about, because we've already covered the main event of Pentagon versus Phoenix, was all the inner circle excited to go off to Las Vegas next week. And Sammy Guevara turns up and says, you told me to go to the beach to MJF. Yeah. And MJF was like, no. No, no, that was the first email. I sent you a second email. And Sammy's like, no, you didn't. And he was starting to like get hot with him there. And MJF gave him the ticket, said, look, mate, here's your ticket. I did send you that second email. And he like... It was what I loved about this is the inner circle, the rest of them have walked off by this point. And anywhere else, MJF would go, I hate you. I'm going to, you know... And of course, the inner circle could watch that back and really quickly work out he was a mole or, or like, you know, a, a negative influence. But they didn't do that. They like MJF just played it straight. I sent you the, the email. I sent it to you, man. I, there was a second email. It, it it was so earnest. I actually believed him. So <laughs> I was like, oh, Sammy, you need to check your emails better, mate. Yeah. So that's, uh, by the way, that's Sammy selling the concrete concussion, the edge style concerto on the floor with the concrete and the chair to the face uh from saturday night he was totally fine really but is the ultimate deletion a real world you know if, if it happens in the garage does that mm -hmm. bleed over into real life <clears throat> yeah well i don't know and that's one of the problems <laughs> Uh, so overall, I, I really, really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a really solid post-pay-per-view episode. Uh, nothing crazy over the top. Well, I guess you got the pack return and the main event. Like, there's an argument that this was an average episode of Dynamite because it was just really, 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 really good. <laughs> yeah. And that is your average standard. Yeah. Like, for, but, like four out of five is, is the average kind of quality of an episode, episode of Dynamite. Yeah. If it was out of 10... I would have given this a seven, maybe. Yeah, seven. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So let's do our Patreon shoutouts because they are back, people. If you go over to WrestleTalk's Patreon page and become a $25 a month or more backer, you get a shout-out and a wrestling nickname and a cheap pop on this very show. Give me some cheap pops in the comments. Thank you, Fug Life, Andreas Fuglistalla. Great Woo. pronunciation. Kevin, Wakeham, Wakeham. Thank you. The Craftsman, Blake Huck. Blake Carpenter, thank you very, very much. Oh, wonderful ball. Ryan Gallagher. The Fresh Princeton Elgany. 
Nice. Uh, $100 man, C.D. Horvath. Yes. Super kick, Nick Mazesco. Nice. Hey, he's a good lad. The Kessel Run DX solo. Yeah, and Allison. He can last Sean for longer than you in the ring. Oh, he sure can. No one names Dick. Sorry. No one names their kid this anymore. Larry! Thank you, Larry. Wrestle Talk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Lovely. Will always mark out for Ollie Landrum. Mark. Thank you. The roller coaster, Robert Acaster. Lovely. Cheap pops all around. Luke's favorite fan, the one, the only, the awesome Bubba. Thank you. And Ronald Coleman. Baby, lovely stuff. Very much. Let's get on with your super chats. Remember, next week we will be experimenting with turning super chats off and taking everyone over to Streamlabs. Let's see how that works out. But just just as a PSA. Yeah. And uh, and you know what? You may think to yourself, oh, but it's going to be so difficult. (laughs) It's really not. It's going to rustalk.com forward slash support. Takes you right there. We'll have a link to it in the video description. It'll be the pinned comment in the chat. It'll be exactly the same as leaving a super chat, but actually it'll be, if anything, easier and more beneficial to everyone involved. Because YouTube takes 30% cut of all your lovely donations. So we're trying to get around that. Plus, we'll make it so a little animation of me dancing pops up every time you do that. But super chats for now. Mike D. I felt like Penta and Phoenix ripping each other's masks off was symbolic of their relationship being torn apart. Can't wait for Pack and Kingston. Very good. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a really striking visual image, both there with their ripped masks. I loved it. Perseus M. Pack versus Kingston would be like Joker versus Punisher. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, Alexis Ebden. Was it only me who saw that Penta looked a little upset after Eddie pushed Phoenix out of the ring? It looked to me like he thought he'd gone too far. <clears throat> That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can beat up my little brother, but no one else can. Daniel Davis, were we supposed to boo Butcher and the Blade because QT went after a married woman? Has me super excited for Death Triangle versus Kingston and Butcher and Blade. Well, I think it's also that it it was Ali that went after QT more than QT went after a married woman. <coughs> I, I guess. It was a bit of a mess of a storyline, though. Oh, yeah, a little bit. It yeah. never really worked. Uh, on the subject of the Cody Shack stuff, Fran Chili. Cargill's promo was so bad it made Brandy look like Eddie <clears> Kingston. <throat> Great episode, though. Shag does the MBA for TNT, so it makes sense to bring him in, but I'm not sure if I like it. Hashtag jam that jam. Shagadelic. <laughs> well, Shaglactus is the, the word. Tony L. I thought the Jade and Brandy promo was really fun. Hopefully they keep storyline. Fingers crossed. Cody's involved, and like a Jericho segment, it's definitely staying around <laughs> if Cody's involved. Dried chicken without flavor. Ugh. If Cody attacks Shaq out of nowhere on the NBA on TNT, set to get major publicity, my mind will explode. That'd that be is, cool. That's a money way to do it, dude. That's <laughs> such a great idea. And like they've got that relationship with TNT to kind of pull that off as well. And the NBA's starting up again next month, I believe. 
Hasn't the NBA always been going on? I don't know. I just know that WWE have to get out of the Amway Center because I, NBA's I, going there. But I think like basketball has been killing AEW and NXT sometimes. At least an un-American sport has been killing AEW and NXT sometimes in ratings. So it might be that one. Nate Drop surname. Haven't figured out how to change my name on here yet. Laughed when Jade made a big deal of Shaq having one name and Shivani immediately saying... She must mean Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> One name, like Madonna. Uh, Daniel Davis again. Has anyone told Brandy Rhodes that wrestling isn't real? She did get he very was brilliant. upset. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's an amazing $100 super chat from Gabriel Caruso. Thank you ever so much. Jade is an amazing promo. Really loved the segment between her, Cody, and Brandy. Shaq is a huge household name in the US, bigger than Mike Tyson for reference. Also whoa, 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 Gabriel Caruso. <laughs> Don't be throwing those kind of aspersions around. People will get super upset with you. Tay Conti and Red Velvet uh, match was great and a great intro to new character development and a feud between Tay and Anna Jay. I feel like the women's division is really picking up. Well, Gabriel Caruso really enjoyed those bits that we kind of weren't that fussed on. Yeah, and I'm and I'm glad that you can look at that women's vision and see that there are things in the the making there. I I've been burned a, a far too many times by this company, unfortunately, when it comes to that. But I do agree with you that I think Shaquille O'Neal is a much bigger name than uh, Mike Tyson is in in 2020. Come at me, comments. I got we so much heat for saying that he was like he's not that much of a big name anymore. We should have gone with ex WWE star. <laughs> uh, Paul Kerr says, uh, three things in life are certain. Death, taxes, and Will Hobbs beating the holy Jesus out of furniture <laughs> with a steel chair. Uh, Rangers Mayhem, with references to North Carolina, what do you think of the Good Brothers joining Kenny Omega? Carl is from there, and you have a relationship with Don Callis. Throw in TK willingness to work with other promotions. Yeah, that would be good. I don't really associate Gallows and Anderson with the Omega era of Bullet Club, though. You know, that they're, they're AJ's boys. The Bucks were Kenny's boys. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see a working relationship between them. Uh, Matthew Mikowski, who will Omega face for the title after December 2nd? Paige? I don't think you do Paige that soon. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. You want, you want to heal, don't you? I mean, it's always Pentagon. Yeah. It's yeah. Pentagon. Yeah, it's Pentagon <laughs> Phil Roberts, Dynamite was genuinely really excited. Main event, a roller coaster ride. Speaking of exciting rides, saw your mum the other day. Jam <laughs> that jam. Josh, Josh, Dad, my mum's a saint. Commentary last night was distracting me for the first time since pre-Dynamite. Salty JR turned up and Tony struggled at times. It took me away from the show a bit mm. in my eyes. Oh, Josh, I'm really, I don't know, I'm a bit, a bit sad about that because I, I thought actually the commentary, particularly Shivani in that main event, enhanced that match more than anything. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Anthony Pride with a huge hundred dollar donation thank you so so much uh the reason why you should watch dark this week is one first match was the premiere of brother devon's twin sons mm. named tnt second match newly signed the acclaimed former wb prospect anthony bowen and max caster uh their future feud third match top flight is worth a watch i mean yeah it, it's also two hours long and I, I watched more than enough wrestling in a week i think i think anthony prides a hundred dollars we should watch Dark. Yeah. Maybe. We should watch this I week's Dark. 
Dried chicken without flavor. I was a little disappointed the fact that Ali didn't have any blood on her outfit. Blood Bunny would have been a goldmine for her next t-shirt merch. Cool name. Uh, Abortion Reborn. The F Hangman segment on BTE was Liquid Jam. I've not watched BTE. Oh, it's so funny. Paige is just walking around backstage and everyone's celebrating like Omega (laughs) and the Bucks. They're going crazy. And he's like, Paige just walks away sad. And he walks into the bar where all the Dark Order, led by John Silver, not Brody Lee, are just being like, F Paige, F Hangman, F, I think it's F Hangman. And, And Paige looks at them and then joins in with them. (laughs) <laughs> like it's funny, but it's so sad at the same time. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Jazzcat, the bunkhouse brawl got the butcher over to me. He'd have been great in ECW. Jazzcat, oh, why wasn't the butcher over with you already? <laughs> look at his look at his tash. We're disagreeing really? so much, Jazzcat. Did you like this Pentagon uh, <laughs> match? Amro, the small loan thing was a Donald Trump reference. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was indeed, yes. Um, Nate Drop surname, Butcher Blade and Bunny looked awesome in their new presentation on the entrance. Really fun show all around. Luke looks like you need a table, mate. I can get rowdy with the best of them. Jam that jam. Nate, I've got you on speed dial, uh, my friend. There's a few people that I'm that I'm in touch with. I'll be putting together my team very shortly. How did you get table mate from teammate? What did I say? You said oh, table, uh, mate. Sorry, uh, big, um, I'm I've, I'm a published author. Um, dried <laughs> chicken without flavor. Hopefully the Inner Circle's trip to Las Vegas is a sign for AEW's return of the Road to Double or Nothing 3 next year. Or maybe the casino gambling app they yeah. are launching. I mean, they bloody, love, they bloody love casinos, don't they? I think Cody just, he likes to gamble, I guess. I guess it's his thing. Um, Christopher Jazzcap, it sucks that they didn't sell it more this week, but I loved the Elite Deletion match. It was so refreshing to see Hardy winking at the audience. Loved the cameos. It looked as stiff as a horse in places. I'm glad Sammy's not dead. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Jazzcat. I agree that it should have been, whatever your opinion on it, it should have been sold more. Uh, Black Adam, I still don't get Darby Allen. He spends too much time brooding and looking mysterious for someone who gets his ass kicked every week. But I loved his uh, tactics this week. Hmm. Um, his defense was his offense. I loved it. A smart baby face. Yeah, I I know what you mean with Darby because I'm I I run hot and cold on him as well. Like sometimes he is too emo. But the the, the important thing to know is that you can't like everyone, and he obviously does really appeal to to a a certain portion of the audience so yeah it's like jeff hardy i I don't get the appeal of jeff hardy but i do recognize people love him so he should always be uh sort of pushed if you can uh wrestling miscellaneous rajakola hey guys is there has there been some rumors that drew mcintyre could possibly join the fun firefly funhouse with the fiend do you guys think drew mcintyre is gonna join the fiend and the funhouse not at all no i don't think so not at all. I think it's because Mercy was behind him. Mm. I think that's just more because they're sort of like, they're all feuding for the title at the moment. Uh, Chris Patrol, Mr. Davis, is Mabel the third man? Or could it be Antonio Noki? Winky face emoji. Go and watch last night's Quizzlemania for why that's hilarious. Uh, Raja Kola <laughs> again. Hey, Luke and Ollie, say what's up. What's up? What's up? Raymond Jacobs, the reigning, defendant, undisputed jam that champion, heavyweight champion of the world. Luke Owen. Yes, please. Title in all of sports infotainment. The only title that matters 
in sports infotainment that I proudly carry on my shoulder for all of you to see. This title matters to me. Dried chicken without flavour, barbecue. Dried chicken without flavour, BBQ chicken nugget, barbecue, chicken nugget, team lukewarm all day. Oh, that's one great. person on him. He's got friends. Get rowdy in the chat. Give me a yes, please. Jobber JJ 496 I always knew Mr. Davis had a role for me. Get hyped for the All Authority and buy a T-shirt. The All Authority is going to Vegas. First class hype man. Literally, none of you are going to Vegas at the moment. Absolutely none. We're certainly not getting there. Buy a T-shirt. I will literally buy you a ticket to Las Vegas. <laughs> Maybe Big I'll, claims maybe. there from Mr. Davis. Disclaimer, <laughs> Mr. Davis will not buy you a ticket to Las Vegas. Charlie Davis, Kenny said in his promo that he was feeling nostalgic. He said the same thing in his promo when he got back together with Abushi. Now he's nostalgic for when he was at his most ruthless. Oh, yeah. He is winning the title. And Christopher Jazzcat again, finally. I was wondering if you were going to sell for me this week, Ollie. Winky, well, like this face. Uh, yeah, I always love to see Penta and Phoenix in the ring together. You just think that Omega and, and Pentagon <laughs> don't have any chemistry. Well, thank you very much for everyone joining today's stream and for all your very generous donations, particularly uh, another shout out to Gabriel Caruso and Anthony Pride. That's overwhelmingly lovely of you. Uh, and what, a, what an episode of AEW Dynamite. <laughs> I only got to tune in for a little bit of uh, Quizzlemania last night. Um, just before we uh, before we settled down to to go to sleep, we'd read for a bit, and then my and we looked at like house stuff, looked at sort of you know potential ideas. We were gramming it and sort of like in, looking at Instagram oh, yeah. in, uh, inspiration and the like. And then my wife was just scrolling. She was like, "If you want to watch Quizzlemania, you can do so for like ten minutes before we go to bed." And I was like, "Yes, brilliant!" And I tuned in just to see sean and tempest do their g1 climax winners reverse chronological order amazing stuff i should have just said in any i can't even say that antonio anoki i can't <laughs> say the surname isolated anoki there we go antonio anoki i should have just said that in 2016 yeah, yeah it, it may as well have been god this name came up a lot it was quite the run an incredible run of form if you thought the G1 winners from the last 15 years weren't that, you know, diverse in terms of who won them. Oh, you better go back to the 80s and the 70s <laughs> because Inoki won that damn thing every year apart from one. Yeah, that's good. if it wasn't Andre or Hogan, then it was Inoki or, or his tag team partner. And people look back at those days and go, man, that's how, that's how to do wrestling. And then they do it with John Cena and I'm nah. Nah, doesn't work these days. <laughs> Make up your mind. Did you see what Jim Cornette has been saying? I have not. No, what's Jim Cornette oh, on about Oh my now? God, he's broken. He's broken. <laughs> because if there's one thing I could admire about Jim Cornette's rants, is at least they were consistent. You know I love consistency. He oh, yeah. always had the same argument, which was wrestling people need to believe in wrestling. Don't expose the business with your flips and your no cells. He said, like in his, on his podcast, in some fantasy booking way to redo the FTR Young Bucks match, which I'm pretty sure 
was okay by itself. Mm -hmm. It was the build that was problematic. Cornette said, no, no, the way you want to do it is FTR sandbag everything the Bucks do for about 10 minutes. And the Bucks start to get frustrated and FTR just beat them legit because they're real wrestlers. What? Yeah. And then the internet would all go, oh my God, I can't believe FTR went into business by them for themselves. But isn't that then exposing the business? I know. Is... He's become Vince Russo. <gasps> it, He's I become what he hates. He's lived long enough to see himself become the Russo. <sighs> Jim. Unbelievable. Jim. Jim, mate. Have a <sighs> word. Um, oh, I've actually just had a uh, a little message from you saying that you're running late for the podcast. Mm. So notifications on Discord working well, uh, it would nice seem. One. Um, hey, speaking of sort of going back to the past, I've got two things that I'd like to go back to the past with you. And here's the first one. Uh, and I can see you there frantically Googling for your new segment. I, no, I get, didn't just remember that. Guess what I had for lunch today? Ooh, well, if it's lukewarm, Luke Owen, I know. It's going to be a bagel. That's breakfast, mate. Oh, that's, it's that's breakfast, it. breakfast bagel. Uh, okay, back in the past, I'm thinking shared lunches that me and you used to have. Uh, horrible chicken wraps with <laughs> chips. See, you want to go slightly more new hmm. than that, but you're kind of in the right area, <sighs> though. Halloumi wrap from the van. That is pretty much what I had because my wife's work today organized a team lunch. And then my wife sort of popped her head through the door and was like, hey, I've also been sent for this team lunch a Deliveroo voucher. So do you want to just get food with me? We'll have it delivered to the house. What a fantastic little service they run, Deliveroo. What, so, from, from the blue van and Hackney? Well, They're not on Deliveroo. <laughs> they should be. They should be, though. I'd be ordering from them every day otherwise. But yeah, I had a halloumi and falafel hummus wrap and I had it with sriracha and chili sauce and tahini and, and cucumbers and lettuce. And it was really, it proper took me back. Oh, it was, it was excellent. Well, I think I know one thing you didn't have on that. And that is everyone's new favorite segment. It's all the different kinds of jam or fruit preserves, as the Wikipedia article has. We've already had, oh. Sorry, I just, I just want to say, I just want to give you a quick update. Uh, yet we've had zero emails about this segment, so it can oh. continue because as soon as it gets over, that is when Ollie Davis will start to cancel it. Yeah, like the spoons. So we've <laughs> already had Cheong, folks. Korean cuisine jam can be used as a condiment on the side. Plum syrup, also known as Masao Cheong. Uh, and now we have the next kind of jam or fruit preserve, chutney. Oh, I love a chutney. My a mum chutney. makes amazing chutneys. A chutney is a relish of Indian origin made of fruit, spices and herbs. Although originally intended to be eaten soon after preparation, modern chutneys are often made to be sold, so require preservatives, often sugar and vinegar, to ensure they have a suitable shelf life. Mango chutney, for example, is mangoes reduced with sugar. Oh, it's beautiful. I love a mango chutney. But yeah, my mum, that's her Christmas thing, is that she makes a ton of different kinds of chutneys. 
and she uh, she's brilliant at them absolutely amazing we just got like me and my brother will go home from christmas in my mum with just jars upon jars of chutneys that just sit in the fridge and i've got loads of them i've got some that i got from christmas two years ago that are still good that doesn't sound like you like the chutneys they're so <gasps> good we haven't eaten them for two years well that's because a it's a massive jar. B, my wife doesn't like chutneys, so I have to have them on my own. And we very rarely eat anything separate from each other. In fact, I would say we never eat anything separate. Even today, when my when my wife had a team lunch that we weren't together, we still ate the same thing. Yeah, but you can... It's a condiment, essentially. That's you have it on the side condiment. with something. Every time you have an Indian. Yeah, but I will... Mm, well, Every I've got time you have a roast. And I've got and I've got uh, lime pickles uh, for if you have an Indian as well. You're a madman. So what this is telling me, and this is interesting, I'm, we, we're, we're going to get a lot of emails about this. Oh, is yeah. chutney was not originally a fruit preserve until mass production. I don't yeah. know. I'm inferring this from the description because it said although it was originally intended to be eaten like right away, it was only when modern chutneys came in that required preservatives, which if I'm not mistaken, now makes the fruit preserve, a.k.a. a jam. Well, just before we get out of here, I'm putting out a plea to you, the Podswaft listeners, my Podswafters, my Afterswafters. Ollie Davis is trying not to laugh as he's just finished up his new excellent segment. Trying to sink this podcast. An orange segment, if you will. Um, I'm putting a call out. For iTunes reviews, people, or Apple Podcasts, as it's now been rebranded and probably has been for the last couple of years, everyone, <laughs> still, everyone still calls it iTunes. Um, because do you know when the last time we had a review on the podcast was? Oh, well, we, we just stopped pushing them, didn't we? Uh, we used to read them all out a year ago. Okay, so it was the 27th of August 2019. Yeah, so a year ago, probably around the same time we stopped telling people to write <laughs> reviews, which is the single biggest driver to discover new listeners. Hmm. Well. Well. We've got a lot of jam to spread. Spread the good word of jam. Exactly. Spread that jam out. Tell your friends. Tell your reviews. Uh, leave a review up on iTunes. Uh, we will read them out on this podcast. The best review is going to win a prize. That is to be determined. Oh, no, you announced it. Oh, God. <laughs> we don't know what it is yet. <laughs> I will work that out eventually. We could work that out months from now. But anyway, there will be something. Maybe it'll just be an email. Maybe we'll do like a little video message for you. Oh, but you no. will get something from us. Five. Don't give us a one-star review. Don't be a dick. Leave us a five-star review. Tell your mates about this podcast. Get them all on board with the jam. Look at this great extra content we're giving you. But... Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Denise Salcedo, Hollywood Denise Salcedo, team hmm. last place um, for the magazine show. We can talk about her Quizzlemania performance or lack thereof. And then Randy and Pete will be back to the SmackDown review, which we found out is the most consistent podcast that we re uh, <laughs> have on our network. It's the most listened to thing that's out there. It even Outrageous. beats a podcast that me and Ollie do. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.